Amen. It's so good to be here and to be with you online and just to enjoy the service with you. And uh, I hope and pray that it'll be a blessing to you. You know, we're on the series, Filled for What? Filled for What? And uh, I'm going to touch on two things this morning that I feel that God has stirred my heart to share with you. There are many other things, so I can't go through it all. Next week, we'll pick up on a few others. But I want to touch on two things this morning. Why I believe, what's the purpose we've been filled with the Holy Spirit? What's the purpose behind being filled with the, the Spirit of God? And the first thing that I want to mention is I believe we've been filled by the Spirit and we should ongoingly be filled by the Holy Spirit to love God and to love others. We're first filled by His love and then we're filled to love God and to love others. When I was baptized in the Spirit and when I continued to be filled with the Spirit on a daily basis or as many times as I sought after the Lord, I would find that the one thing that would happen to me so often when I enjoyed God's presence was that the Spirit of God would tenderize my heart, that God would soften my heart with such love from Him, with such love for people and for God Himself. And so I believe that the Spirit of God, as He fills us, as we are baptized in His Spirit, as we are ongoingly filled, that love just flows within us and love is just poured upon us. And I feel that many of us in this time need to be reassured and need to experience again just the love of God poured out upon us. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 8, the word says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves God has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. That's what the Bible says. God is love. What I find amazing is that it's not just that God has love or can show love. It's not just the characteristic of God or an attribute of God's character it's his nature. God is love. God designed love. He poured out love. God is love. And I find that that's so important for us to know that it's who he is. That God is the God of love. Now, the interesting thing that I want to mention this morning is about the Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They maybe have three unique roles at different time periods through the Bible and through biblical times, but they are all one. And so the Holy Spirit is the very presence of God himself here on earth. The Holy Spirit is the fullness of who God is. And so just like you and I have a spirit within us, that when we die here on earth, our spirit leaves and goes it's our spirit who makes us who we are. And we have a soul that is our characteristics and our, well, it makes up our personality. But our spirit is who we are. And so the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is the very fullness of who God is. So when we speak of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when we speak of being filled ongoingly by the Holy Spirit, we're not just talking about a supernatural experience with some force or some wind or some power, we're talking about an experience with a supernatural presence and the supernatural love of God over our lives. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is 
are really deep and special encounters with God. And so as we filled with the Spirit of God and as we are immersed in God's presence, we become filled with His Spirit, filled with His love. And so this is what I want to get across this morning because it really touches my heart. If God is love, not just can show love and, and shows His love to us, if God is love, then it would not be technically incorrect for us to say that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of love. The Spirit of love because the Holy Spirit is the fullness of God. So if God is love, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of love. And so I feel strongly to encourage you that as you're filled by the Spirit of God, you actually are baptized in love. You're baptized and filled with God's presence and with his love. You know, every single time I encounter God and every single time I spend time in the presence of God, which, and, and I just feel that the Holy Spirit comes and overwhelms me, I just get touched deeply by the love of God. The Holy Spirit just kind of softens my heart and he pours out the love of God into my heart. That is the greatest experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Father's love floods your life. The Father's love just takes your heart and softens your heart. And I often, I often end up just weeping and crying because I sense, I feel, I experience the extravagant, the deep love of God in my life. We should cultivate the love that God pours out into our heart. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes, the love of God is poured out into our lives. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 is a scripture that I've used so often in the last few weeks and months. And it says this, that God's love has been poured out. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's God's love that has been poured out into our hearts through the agent of the Holy Spirit. So the more we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the more the love of God is poured into our hearts. And so that's why I feel it's so important for us to understand that. And so as long as I stay connected to God, as long as I stay connected to the fountain of life, the life giver himself, I'm filled with the Spirit of God, I become filled ongoingly with the love of God in my life. And when my heart is out of sync with the heart of God, when my heart is out of sync with the heart of God, straight away I see that my love grows cold towards God and towards others. And so we got to keep our hearts being filled with the Spirit of God so that our passion for God, our passion for people, would grow stronger and stronger so that we would learn to love people and love God with all of our hearts. And then when this love is poured into our hearts, the Bible says we've got to cultivate this. We've got to grow in this love. It's got to increase. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I love that thought that if we love one another, if we demonstrate and we grow in love to one another, then God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. An incredible thought. 
I believe that that's one of the signs that the Spirit of God lives in us, that He's alive in us, that we are people of great love for people around us and for God. Because as we love others, God lives in us. And we know that the Spirit of God lives in us. And He comes alive within us. That's amazing. And I feel that when we become so filled, so drenched, and so intoxicated, if I can put it like that, with the Spirit of God in us, the love of God fills us. It fills us so much that we're empowered to love Him and to love others. I want to ask you that if you find yourself in a place where you are struggling in your love pursuit with God, where you're struggling in your passion for God, your love for God and your love for others, I want to ask you to spend time being filled by the Holy Spirit. Spend time encountering the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with His love, to fill you with His, His power and His presence. And He'll teach you how to love afresh. He'll teach you how to love God and how to love people Again, he'll renew that love within you. I feel that we shouldn't just long to be filled. We shouldn't just have a longing and a desire to be filled with the Spirit of God, to grow in the gifts of the Spirit and to be a greater witness. We shouldn't just desire for the, the gifts to operate in our lives stronger. We should desire more than ever to just be filled with the love of God because the love of God, when that's been poured into our heart, changes everything about our lives. It changes everything in our lives as we begin to passionately serve God, love God, and love the body of Christ around us. In essence, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and being filled ongoingly by the Holy Spirit is a baptism of love. It's a baptism of love. Just like you and I are baptized into water, fully immersed underwater, and we be, we're brought up again alive in Christ, new creation, I believe it's, it's similar when we are filled, when we are anointed and baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're immersed. We are put under. We are fully soaked in the love of God, and that's what brings us alive in Christ, alive in the love of God when we're baptized in His Spirit, when we're filled by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of love. And I find I need that all the time in my life. And I may not often enough spend time being filled by the Spirit of God, being filled by His love. And so I encourage you and I challenge you to seek God all the time in this area. I want to challenge you with the thought that the passion, the love that you and I have for God and for people, the level, if we can put away, the strength, the depth of that love that you have for God and for others right now is one of the signs of whether you're walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The strength, the depth of your love right now for God and for others is really a sign if you are walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit because we know the Bible says that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love and joy and peace and it goes on. Many times it speaks about the love. Follow the way of love. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says, follow the way of love. And it says also about the gifts in 1 Corinthians 13. You can have all these gifts, but if you have not love, you're a loud gonging symbol. You are empty. It's powerless. 
And it actually says, if you have not love, you are nothing. And so I believe when the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, follow the way of love, that's following the way of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God fills me with such love. And I need that all the time. I feel like this lockdown is and can be such an important time for us as the body of Christ because I feel this lockdown is like a pit stop for us. It's like a pit stop to be refueled. You know, just like racing car drivers have to pull into a pit stop to be refueled, to have their, their, their racing cars refueled to continue. I feel it's just like that for you and I. You know, we are so busy, we are so caught up as people in our jobs and and in this rush of life that we do everything and anything and it just saps us of time and strength and energy and focus and eventually we are running empty. And I feel like God is using this time and can use this time if we submit and surrender to God to sit there before God and say, God, fill me with your love so that I can be empowered. I can serve you wholeheartedly. I can love you and love others. Because God has called us to love others. I feel many of our marriages are struggling nowadays. I feel like we are not the powerful witnesses that God wants us to be in this day and age. Because we are not being filled by the Spirit of God ongoingly. And I feel strongly to encourage you. Use this lockdown. Use this period. And then do it ongoingly to be filled, refueled. Fill up that love tank within you with the Spirit of God the spirit of love. I feel we need to be empowered again by God's love. And then as believers, this love within us needs to grow. This love for people, this love for God needs to grow. It needs to increase all the time. The Bible says many times about love. Um, It challenges us. It actually says that beautiful scripture speaks about how you and I will be known, will be identified by his, as his disciples by the way we love. Just by the way you love, just by the way I love people around me, I'll be identified, I'll be known, I'll be marked as a disciple because of the way I love. And I feel this love needs to increase. And here's what um, the word says about the love increasing in us for people around us. One Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 12 says, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. In other words, Paul's saying, may the Lord make your love just increase, increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. In other words, for each other means the body of Christ, for you who you are in contact with as the body of Christ, and then for everyone else. May that increase, he says, may that increase, increase, may the love of God just increase and overflow to people around you. I feel our love needs to increase all the time to be effective witnesses for God, but also to be completely devoted to God and to others. If you are not being filled, if I'm not being filled, ongoingly by the Holy Spirit who pours out the love of God into us, then we won't increase in God's love. We won't increase in God's love until it overflows. We won't be spilling out the love of God to people around us unless we are consistently, continuously pursuing the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to just fill us and fill us and increase and increase in our love for others. 
if you struggle with seriously loving others, if you feel you're in a place where you just don't have the energy to love others, to love the lost, to love close people around you, to love God, to love the unlovable, if you just find you're in a place where you're struggling to seriously love others, then I want to ask you to take the time, take the time to just soak in God's presence first and allow the spirit of love, the Holy Spirit, to fill you with God's love. Allow the very presence, the nature, the character, the nature of who God is, the fullness of who God is to flood your soul, to flood your heart and to flood your body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9 to 10, speaking about love increasing and growing, this is what it says. Paul says to the church, Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. So Paul says to the church here in Thessalonica, he says, you know what, we don't need to write these letters to you about the love of God, to have love for one another, because you've been taught by God himself. And he says, and actually, in fact, you are doing it so well. You love those in Macedonia. You love the family, the body of Christ so much. But he says, but yet I still urge you, I encourage you to keep on loving. He says, I encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more and more. Man, these two scriptures here speak about the love of God just increasing in our lives until it overflows. That the love of God would just grow stronger and stronger and just impact our lives more and more and more and more. And the only way that can happen is if you and I spend time allowing the Holy Spirit, according to Romans 5 verse 5, the Holy Spirit to pour out the love of God in our hearts and in our lives. Our love needs to increase all the time. But here's the thing. Our love for others needs to be accompanied by action. Love needs to be accompanied by action, by words, by some kind of demonstration. Otherwise, that love is pretty useless. You know, it's like what James says in, in his letter, is he says that faith without action, without a demonstration, is power, uh, powerless, it's useless, it's empty, he says. It's void of anything. So you can have all the faith, all the knowledge of God's word, you can understand God's word, you can grow in that and enjoy that, but without any works, without any action, your faith is useless. And so they work hand in hand, not 50%, 50%, 100%, 100%. And so it is with the love of God, that the love of God should flood us so much, but that love should produce action. We should demonstrate that love to everybody around us in different ways, by words, by serving, by doing something, by loving people, by encouraging people. And so, church, I encourage you, I urge you to love more and more and more, to love those around you in the body of Christ more and more and more, to be filled with his love, to be filled by his love. I feel in this time and as the body of Christ, we need to care for each other, support each other and encourage each other so much. There are many people struggling in this lockdown right now. They're discouraged, they're full of anxiety and fear 
and depression. And I just feel this is where the body needs to build each other up and pour out the love of God to others to encourage them, to pull them up, to build them up. And that's my second point that I want to mention today is the second reason why I feel or what I just want to encourage you on when it comes to being filled by the Spirit of God is to build up the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is poured into our lives so that we can have gifts and talents so that we can build up the body of Christ, so that we can build up each other in the body. And so in many scriptures, the Bible speaks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It speaks about the talents and the administration gifts and love and care and serving. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 says, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit. Listen carefully to those words. To each one, to every one of us, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The word manifestation really to describe it a bit better is a perceptible, a outward or visible expression. So in other words, to every single one of us, an outward expression, a visible expression of the Spirit has been given to you, has been given to me for the common good, for the body of Christ. We are filled by the Holy Spirit to build up the body of Christ, to make a massive impact in the local church, and in the body of Christ. We're filled for what reason? We're filled for what reason? For the common good. We are filled for the common good of the body of Christ. Verse 8, it goes on to say, So to one person through the Spirit is a message of wisdom given, to another the knowledge, knowledge, to another faith, to another gifts of healing, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are a work of one and the same spirit. And then it goes on to speak in the very next verse, in verse 12, that you and I have a purpose in the body of Christ. We make up the body of Christ with all different gifts and talents. And so the Spirit of God pours out gifts and talents into our lives to make up the body, to build up the body, and I need you in my life. I need you. You need me. We need each other to build one another up with the gifts and the talents that the Holy Spirit has given us. And so the body says we've got to work in unity. We've got to work together as a unit. You know, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I desire more of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in my life is so that I can build you up. I don't do it for myself. I do it so that I can build up the body of Christ. I long for the gifts of the Holy Spirit more and more and more, the different gifts to operate in my life so that I can be a benefit to the body for the common good of the local church. And I believe that's one of the desires that we should have in our hearts to be filled by the Spirit of God so that the gifts and our talents would come out so that we could benefit the body of Christ around us, make a big impact in the body around us. I believe that's why we are also filled by the Holy Spirit. We are filled for the common good. We are filled for the common good of the local church, the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, 
says, so Christ himself gave apostles, he gave prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In other words, the Holy Spirit, when he comes into our life, gives us gifts and talents. But here it even says Christ gave gifts, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. But in all these passages speaks about one thing, to build up, to encourage, to strengthen the body of Christ so that we would grow in our maturity as we follow Christ and as we grow as imitators of Christ. I want to say to you this morning that if you have a gift or a talent or you have multiple gifts or multiple talents, use your gift, use your talents to build up the body of Christ we need you. You need each other to function. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 6 to 8, that we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. What I find so amazing about this passage here is that the Bible doesn't just say serve. For those who want to serve, serve. And for those who want to encourage, you know, just encourage or um, go out and contribute and teach and lead. He actually emphasizes if you have this gift or talent or this passion, then do it. He says here, if it is serving, then let him serve. If it is teaching, then let him teach. If it is encouraging, then let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. In other words, this is, this is what I want to encourage you with. I find that many of us in the body of Christ have gone through moments where we feel it's our time to sit back and it's our time to, you know, I, I'm going to pray about serving. You know, I'm going to pray about whether or not I should serve or I should encourage or I should teach or I should do this or do that. And we make it spiritual. But here the word says, if you teach, if you have the gift of teaching, teach. Don't pray about it actually. I wanna kind of stir you there. The Bible actually says, if you have the gift of teaching or the talent of teaching, teach. If you're an encourager, encourage. If you serve, serve. I feel that sometimes we use that excuse not to function in the body of Christ. And I just wanna say, the body needs you. The local church needs you to operate together to build one another up. So I want to come to a conclusion this morning. What are we filled for? What are we being filled by the Holy Spirit for? What are we baptized in the Holy Spirit for? What's the point? If you and I don't have a desire to reach the lost, which we're going to get into next week, if we don't have a desire to build up the body of Christ, if we don't have a desire within us to serve the body of Christ, the church, if we don't have a desire to use our gifts and our talents and to love God with all our hearts and to love others, then what will be the purpose of us being filled with the Holy Spirit? What will be the purpose of us being filled by the Spirit? And on the other hand, if you and I are spending time being filled by the Spirit of God and in our quiet times being filled by the power of God's love and His presence, if we are doing that and yet then we are not 
building others up and not serving the body of Christ with our gifts and our talents and not loving people and not going out and being a witness and not showing the love of God to others, then we're missing the point. We really are missing the point because you and I have been filled by the Spirit of God for a purpose. We've been filled by the Spirit of God for action. And so the Spirit of God calls us into action. The Spirit of God calls us into purpose with the gifts and the talents, with the love that God has poured into us to love others and to serve others. That's why we need fresh, ongoing encounters with the power of the living God, with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Every day may you and I have such a desire within us to be filled with the Holy Spirit's presence, to be filled with the power of the living God, the Spirit of love. May you be filled, may you have that desire, but then not only just that desire, may we also have the desire to be filled for the purpose of, of building up the body of Christ, of loving others and showing the love of God to people around us so that you and I can benefit the body of Christ, so that you and I can build up the body of Christ so that we would walk in unity and function as one body, as the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13 and 14. I want to pray this morning. I ask you to close your eyes with me if you are with people around you maybe. And why don't you open up your hands and your arms this morning in a place of surrender. And let's pray. Father God, we pray that you would baptize us, immerse us, and fill us afresh in the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray, mighty God, that right now, the Spirit of the living God, that you, Holy Spirit of love, would come in right now and flood our hearts and flood our souls. I pray, God, that as you send your spirit to everyone who's listening and who everyone who's open to your spirit moving right now, that, God, your spirit of love would fill them afresh. That, Father God, your loving spirit would break down the hardness that has maybe been built up around our hearts and that your spirit would bring us to life again with your love, with your power. God, may you anoint us with your spirit afresh. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Fill my heart. Say that with me right now. Fill my heart, Holy Spirit. Fill my heart, Holy Spirit, with your love. May I walk in the depth of love that I've never encountered before. Lord, may I enjoy the power of your love as never before. Fill us, Holy Spirit, with your love. Yes, Lord, I want to encourage you to continue to see God like that and just spend time in His presence and soak in His beautiful presence.